0: Welcome to Tashma, the podcast where you get to listen in on Hadar's Beat Midrash. I'm Rabbi Avi Killip. Each week this year, we will hear a Dvar Torah on the weekly Parsha from our Rosh Yeshiva, Rabbi Aviva Richmond. Let's listen Torah rooted in the real. Tezria is a Parsha that people often find more repelling than compelling. Why so many words? dedicated to bodily emissions and the intricate appearance of skin diseases. This Torah of the body touches on the relationship between halakha and individuals' embodied experiences. We might want to believe that there could be a place for religious connection in these messy and vulnerable aspects of life, but we may also be wary. Why would I want to interface with a religious system that doesn't actually know me or my body? This week and next, our quest is for an approach to Torah and religious practice that offers the possibility of feeling seen for the reality of our own experience. Rather than compromising our sense of self, an embodied encounter with Torah and halakha must strengthen our sense of dignity and agency. A plain reading of Vayikra suggests that certain bodily emissions push us away from God's presence by creating a status of impurity. When a person has certain discharges, illnesses, or encounters death, they cannot enter the Mishkan. Elsewhere, we see that some diseases result in exclusion from the camp entirely. The fact that a sin offering must be brought after birth, after certain bodily emissions and illnesses, also inflects these with a valence of disgust and guilt. Yet, these apparently gross experiences take up quite a lot of verbiage in the Torah, Midrash wonders why God would spend so many words expounding upon these parts of life we might rather ignore, and arrives at a surprising conclusion. Even though these seem ugly, God says, they are sweet to me. The Torah seems to waste words in the many details of these ugly passages, but in fact, Midrash reframes our perspective and teaches that God finds these topics sweet and beautiful. That is why this is all elucidated at such length. The sentiment is not merely a local comment on a small section of the Torah. It becomes a primary justification for why God gave Torah to humanity. God wanted to give the Torah to us in our very human bodies. A trope in Midrash describes how the angels resisted this. They asserted that the pure and holy Torah should only be given to pure and holy angels. But God retorted that Torah is designed for humanity, highlighting specific embodied laws, such as those in our Parsha. This is the law of a Mitzorah, when a woman gives birth, a woman who has a discharge. Rather than being so gross they were barely fit to print, The passages in Tazria about bodily emissions and illness form the bedrock for justifying why God gave us Torah. God wanted to be in relationship with beings who have unpredictable discharges. God wanted to be in relationship with beings who have unpredictable discharges, diseases, and even death. Lest one conclude that this is meant derisively, that our imperfect human nature requires some kind of remedial help that Torah offers. The Midrash specifically frames this as humanity being more perfect than angels and our capacities to fulfill Torah. Those embodied and contingent parts of ourselves that we might have thought of as impairing our relationship with God are actually assets. How do these two approaches sit side by side? Our messy bodily experiences as a source of alienation and distance from God and religious community and, simultaneously, the bedrock of our relationship with God and Torah. We can understand the ritual of the korban chatat as helping us navigate these two different approaches. According to biblical scholar Jacob Milgram, the korban chatat, the sin offering one brings after giving birth or after healing from Tzarat, actually has nothing to do with sin or guilt, but is about reorienting after a destabilizing event. Birth and illness can be destabilizing, often leading to a sense of being cut off from the regular rhythms of community. They can disrupt our relationship with God or prior theological conceptions. The korban chatat is a framework for re-entry, representing a path towards social and spiritual reintegration. In a similar vein, Ramban explains that the korban chatat is about healing. The process of birth is a physical trauma. It is entirely destabilizing to usual bodily rhythms. He sees the korban as a kofer nefesh, a redemption for one's life, expressing our desire to be healed by God who heals all flesh and acts wondrously. For someone who has just given birth, the korban is a prayer to regain nothing less than herself. Today we don't have the korban Khatat as a means for weaving the experience of birth or illness into a reframed relationship with God, but we still need to do this work. What can help us notice and confront the destabilizing aspects of these intense bodily experiences that might make us feel distant from God and from others? The power of articulation, finding words for the twists and turns of these journeys, like God writing out all of these details in the Torah, is one important step to find our way from repulsion or anger towards acceptance and even love. When I think of what it means to do this work of reintegration, I think back to Shabbat Tazria. Of 2014, when I had Shabbat lunch at the home of feminist scholar Bana Haberman. To probe the depths of the Parsha, Bana pulled out two books from her shelf one, the Torah, two, her birth journal. The point wasn't to discount the first with the second, the point was that the one invited and beckoned the other. Her narrative of birth was uncomfortable and bloody while also deeply moving was a window into this time outside of time, the uncertainty and excited anticipation, the fears and trust, and definitely strength. Parshat Tezria was an invitation to treat all of that as Torah. The messy parts of ourselves and our experiences can anchor a continually evolving, honest relationship with God rather than push us away. Yes, we might encounter bumpiness or even feel derailed, when the contingencies of embodied life interrupt our regular rhythms and relationships, but these raw narratives are beloved to God; they are literally the stuff of Torah. Shabbat shalom. We'll close with a niggun by Deborah Mintz called "The Sunrise Niggun." <laughs> Yad dai dai I died, I died, I died, And I eat, I I eat, I I eat, I eat, I I This episode of Tashma was produced by Jeremy Tabak and Sam Greenberg. I'm your host, Rabbi Avi Killip. It's been a pleasure to learn with you.